0: My name is Matthew Becker. As the owner of a fitness facility and an attorney, I have a lot of things that I need to get done in a day. I've spent the last few years developing strategies that allow me to constantly move forward while also living the best life that I can live. On this podcast, I share those strategies with you along with other thoughts and ideas that allow you to live your best life through the concept of the aggregation of marginal gains. And welcome back to another episode of The Stronger Revolution. I'm Matthew Becker here, this time with Adam Cronbusch. Heck yeah! The duo is back in action. How yeah. are
1: you, Adam Kronbush? I'm doing okay. Sorry for the uh, long time being gone.
0: Yeah, where you been?
1: Lots of places. I was in Alabama last week, but I did get my negative COVID test.
0: Wonderful.
1: And we had a close friend pass away, and it was tragic.
0: Oh, I wasn't going to go into those details, but since you did, well, I think you know it might be it might be pertinent to the episode. Uh, it could be very pertinent to the episode because the episode. Or it might not come up again, but either way, there's context. <laughs> I don't know that we're going to harp on the death of a family friend in relation to mental toughness, uh, which is the series that we're going to go into. But hey, you know, again, it might come up. Anyway, we are coming out of a series of episodes. I need to not. Crack my fingers. I could hear that on the mic. Sorry, Pop, pop, pop.
1: That's like the ASMR nobody asked for.
0: Yeah. ASMR. Is that the correct
1: abbreviation? Those are like those weird YouTube videos where people eat popcorn really close to the microphone.
0: Oh, I actually don't know. And like they like. I only know about this because I'm a high school teacher. They like whisper into the microphone and like rub things on the microphone. Yeah, there's some, there's like a weird. I forget what those are
1: There's like a weird
0: second layer to that. Like if you, just enjoying that sounds like a weird thing. I saw one once that was like supposed to help you sleep. I don't, okay. I don't know what that is either. But apparently somebody's chewing toast in your ear? I, she was just whispering into the mic, which I hear is really bad for your voice also. That's creepy. Yeah.
1: When I hear female whispers while I'm trying to sleep, I think of horror movies.
0: Probably children do the same thing to you. Mm. You can't really tell when they're whispering. Children? <laughs>
1: you just can't tell the age of somebody. Oh, no. I'm just saying a children's
0: voice whispering will probably also remind you of a scary movie. Onward. Okay. Off that digression, we're coming off of a series of episodes about forming good habits and getting rid of bad habits. Mm. So now we're going to enter into a new series. Can I throw a quick quote out? uh, Sure. Something that our pastor has said a number of times. um, Go for it. Sow a habit, reap a
1: character. Sow a habit, reap a character. Yeah, huh. the habits you sow yeah. are the characters that the, the the character characteristics, the character that you will reap, the yeah. virtues that you'll reap, or anti virtues, whatever mm-hmm. you would call those. So like your bad habits, you sow those. Guess what you're gonna reap? Bad character. You sow good habits. Guess what you're gonna reap? Good character. Good character. Mental By toughness. By
0: the way, anti virtues are called vices.
1: Vices. Thank you. Couldn't think of the word. Just wanted to keep moving on. Let's okay. do it.
0: No, I. But let's pause for a moment and really absorb that quote because I liked that quote. Yeah. Although, again. Uh, admittedly, when you first said so, I thought you said S O and not S-E-W. S-O-W. Yeah. And I was like, like So a so habit. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, but then I got it. Yeah. Then
1: I got so it. a habit, read the character. Yeah. The changes that you want to see in Wait,
0: yourself. Wait, S O W or S E W? S O W. Like,
1: like, like in a. Like in a f- that's like sewing. Oh yeah, good point. That's like sewing. A needle sewing. pulling thread.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dough. Oh uh, dear. Yeah, we're getting really off topic. Anyway, um, maybe this episode just needs to be about basic entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna move away from habits. We're moving into a new series that is going to talk about mental toughness. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about improving our life by 1% every day through the aggregation of marginal gains, we can't sit around wasting our time trying to make decisions, pondering the best courses of action, or worrying about those things that are outside of our control. These are topics that we've touched about in the past. So wasting time, we've talked about being able to set schedules, making decisions. We've talked about strategies in order to help make decisions, um, pondering the best course of action. We've talked about values and purposes and allowing those in order to lead your lead your actions. And we're going to talk about values again in, in a very near episode. Wink probably like the next one. He did actually wink. Uh-huh. And then uh, worrying about things outside of our control, we've talked about a couple of different times with... perceptions and and trying to make sure that we're only focusing on things that we can actually control and then not being influenced by things that we Mm can't. Put another way, we need to be able to clear our head or clear our mind uh, so that it is not susceptible to outside influence. Again, this is usually known as mental toughness. For our next few series of episodes, we are going to define Mental toughness as being in sort of a, an unflappable individual in any situation.
1: Mm.
0: Is that fair for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. Ben Bergeron, who we've referred to a couple of times before, who does a podcast called Chasing Excellence. He owns CrossFit New England, as well as a number of other companies, and he has a podcast called Chasing Excellence. No, wait, I already said that. Mm-hmm. He has a book titled Chasing Excellence. He did an episode on mental toughness where he simply defined mental toughness. And one of the uh, analogies that I liked, or I guess the ways that he explained mental toughness that I really liked was a common misconception is that people think mental toughness is this ability to like push really hard through something or work out really hard or run really hard or... Mm -hmm. Put in a lot of hours in the office without looking like you're getting burnt out, and um, he in that in this particular episode used the um, analogy of like a high school football player, and you know the kid shows up and he gives 100 percent through all of practice, and the coaches down the side and they're like, man, that kid's so mentally tough. Look at him out there. It's like no, he's not. He's physically tough, but we don't know what he's gonna do in the middle of game when a play doesn't go right. Or when they're down by 50 points, and can he then still put forth all of this effort that he's putting forth in practice hmm. when all of the odds are, are counted against him? Mm-hmm. And when somebody's able to do that, when somebody is uh, unflappable in the face of adversity, that's mental toughness. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so one, one wouldn't even really know how tough they were mentally until it was tested.
0: Is that? right so there is an aspect of you can't develop mental toughness without at some point facing a challenge that Mm -hmm. requires you to challenge Mm -hmm. mental toughness Mm -hmm. so throughout these various episodes a question that you can constantly ask yourself when you're kind of between episodes and you're sort of gauging your own mental toughness is regardless of what happens can i maintain a clear head can i maintain a positive head can I maintain a positive outlook? Can I keep myself happy and contented, regardless of what it is that's actually happening exterior to me? And usually if it's, you know, if, if somebody drops your dinner on the ground and you freak out, then eh, you might need to address a little bit of your own mental toughness. Mm-hmm. So the episodes that are going to follow will be a combination of practical exercises, as well as ways to raise awareness to things that you probably don't realize are hindering you in your mental toughness. Before we can dive into this all really good juicy stuff on developing mental toughness, we first need to start practicing self-awareness. And self-awareness, again, is a topic that we've talked about. We did a specific episode on self-awareness in which we talked about if you're standing at the doorway of a house, things that happen out in the street and on the yard, are things that you don't control, things that happen on the porch or things that are in your immediate vicinity, and things that are inside the house, your thoughts, your memories, your reactions, your emotions are all your mental awareness or self-awareness of yourself. So we're going in the house. Going in the house. We've got to have self-awareness. So let me ask you this, Adam. I've been thinking about this question earlier today. In the realm of self-awareness, one of the things that I'm hoping that some of this self-awareness brings about is the awareness. And I want to quit using that word. But anyway, the awareness of when you start to get tired.
1: Realization.
0: Realization. Okay, there we go. The realization that you're starting to get tired. You're starting to get burned out. Not so much physically tired, but more mentally tired. I've been there. So where you are at the beginning of the day versus where you are at the end of the day. Where you are at the beginning of the week versus where you are at the end of the week and recognizing that you need to take a break. Mm -hmm. I understand context is going to play a lot in this question, but if somebody comes up to you or let's say you were talking about working out and you say to me, Uh, Matt, do you mind if I do such and such weight on my snatch? And I say, um, yeah, Adam, you know, that's cool. Or, Or no, sorry. I say, yeah, do whatever you want, Adam. Do you take my use of your first name as indication that I'm irritated? I guess if you had said it like that, I would. Yeah. Yeah. Versus if I say, hey, Adam, not a problem. Do whatever you want. Like, that doesn't seem to indicate um, any kind of irritation.
1: You're just talking about specifically using my first name?
0: Yeah. Using your first name in the context of a sentence directed towards you and whether or not... I guess my impression is whenever somebody refers back to me or answers a question to me and then ends the sentence with my name, it's an indication to me that they are irritated about something. But is that a fair assumption?
1: Well, I'm sure based on tone plus that.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think context does have a lot to do with that. I
1: think that. that's maybe fair if you said tone plus name usage.
0: And I think the, way that the reason that this is coming up is when we're talking about having that self-awareness to say, all right, I'm starting to get tired, this is something I've realized I do. When mm-hmm. I'm tired, I tend to use the person's name at the end of the sentence as a way of subconsciously expressing, like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Right. Do whatever you want, Adam. Hmm. That hurts. That <laughs> no, <I'm just> Um, <laughs> uh, So think about those different things. So, that was an
1: example for you of your own awareness of a little tick that you have yep. that reveals to yourself why did I just say that? It's because I'm tired. It's because I'm. I have a growing level of frustration because I just need to go, you know, take a 15 minute break or something.
0: Yeah. But I don't know that other people have that awareness because I will have other people do that to me. And that's why I'm asking, that's why my question to you is, do you think it's fair to, to reach the assumption that assuming the right context?
1: Well, I think you can, you can usually tell when somebody you know well is frustrated. It may be a different tick, whether or not they're internalizing that or not, you would, you would never know.
0: Right. Anyway, all right. Um, okay, so before we get into the juicy stuff, we got to develop some of this self-awareness. So I have homework for all of us nice. to do over the next week or so before we release the next episode, which the next episode is going to be on finding different values in which we want to live by, Different a different way of figuring out values than we did back in like episode two or three or four of the podcast itself. So here's how we're going to do this. Um, start practicing self-awareness by monitoring your thoughts, your actions, and your feelings. Another easy way that I have found to do this is, let's say something is not going great in my life. Right. Always using the gym as, as easy examples. Let's say that I, at the end of the day, I get a message from a member at 9 o'clock at night that says, hey, Matt, can we talk tomorrow? Which... I think I've said before something that like drives me up a wall when somebody's just like hey Matt you got a minute to talk period (laughs) like (laughs) yeah what like what is it about especially when it's somebody who would not regularly contact me just out of the blue Mm. because then like my mind just starts wondering yeah yeah sometimes
1: my mom will start well this has only happened a couple times in life where she's called and said or texted no one's dead okay, what does that mean? So now, <laughs> now I have to imagine else? like the next worst thing. Yeah, right. Like she's coming to talk to me about the ne- whatever's next to worse than that. But anyway, <laughs> that's just not a great way to start a conversation.
0: No. Um, so anyway, one of the ways that I'll, I'll bring self-awareness is to think, like to, to sit for a moment, let's assume somebody texts me at nine o'clock at night and says, hey Matt, if you're not busy in the morning, or if you're not busy tomorrow, give me a call. Nine o'clock at night when I'm tired and ready to go to bed, my mind's probably going to start to wonder about what is this about? And mm-hmm. now I'm going to start catastrophizing and I'm going to be like, ah, doomsday. Not sleeping well. Now I got to try to get it out of my brain so I can go sleeping yep. versus waking up at four o'clock in the morning and climbing out of bed and it no longer seems like it's that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. And I'm much, my mind can then much easier say, easierly say, um, Yeah, cool. So-and-so wants to talk to me today. I'll go ahead and text him and let him know. It's no big deal. Mm -hmm. Like I'll deal with it when when it comes. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are sort of the thoughts, feelings, actions, and emotions that I want you guys to start becoming aware of over the next week. Because, go ahead.
1: Yeah, so that's what I was thinking about when, um, you know, part of the self-awareness, I think, is not just always looking internally, but seeing how the external things affect your internal dialogue. Um, Yes. And so for, you know, your example, it's this text that you're receiving late at night, how that affects you internally versus how it affects you in the morning. And I think a lot of us can probably look at different aspects of our life and see, you know, how does me getting not as much sleep on this particular day of the week because of some habits I formed affect the way that the next day goes? Mm -hmm. Or how does me, um, you know, checking my work email at 8 p.m. on a Friday night, how does that affect my, my mental state and where I'm at? You know internally or checking social media all the time and always getting stressed out about different things happening. Um, you know, the, the being aware of how the external affects
0: the internal,
1: I think, is an important aspect of this.
0: Yes, I agree 100%. An easy and tactile way to do this um, to, to start to develop some, some self awareness is imagine that somebody that you respect is continuously monitoring you. So it doesn't matter really like who it is that you respect. It could be, you know, I could use Adam, for example, or a parent, or my wife, um, another friend, or you know, somebody like Ben Bergeron, who I don't actually know, but I know enough about how I think he would react in certain situations. And so I come across a, um, a decision to make in life, or somebody brings me bad news, and then now I can say, okay, how am I reacting to this or how am I responding to this versus how would this other person who I respect respond or react to it? Hmm. And that can start to bring awareness then to how it is that you are actually, how are you actually dealing with this? Mm-hmm. So that sounds
1: like a technique for formulating a stronger conscience. You're kind of inviting a second voice into your
0: head, is that? Yeah, 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 that's a great, it's a great way of looking at it. As you get better at this kind of self-awareness, you may notice that you start hearing the voice of this other person as well. And they might start like asking you internal questions. Like if you have something that is worrying you, you, know, you think you're, you're gonna lose your job. So you're just like, oh man, I'm gonna lose my job, I'm gonna lose my job, I'm gonna lose my job. And you're, you're worrying and worrying and worrying, you can start to, to, to bring in this other person's voice into your head that you respect. And you you might start to hear them ask questions of things like, "Where's the evidence that you're going to lose your job? Um, Is that the end of the world? How is worrying about this actually going to work out for you?" Right. So again, this is the sorts of the the self awareness that you need to grow through through this. How can you grow through this? Ah, overcoming adversity. Another way that you can do this is to start what's often called, and we'll just stick with the, the worry stuff. It's often called a worry journal where you write down what it is that's bothering you and what it is that you're worried about. And then again, try to bring in the perspectives of other people that you could look to as somebody that you respect, or you could look to as somebody who you think would handle the situation better than you are. And you can start to write out how you think they would handle that situation. Mm -hmm. And ultimately what what you're trying to do here is develop that awareness because once you realize that you're weak in a particular area, now you can start to develop strength there. Mm -hmm. You can't really develop strength if you don't recognize that you have a weakness. And
1: so that's why this first episode in this series is about self-awareness, right? Because without that foundation of here's where I'm weak, if you... If you don't know that, then you don't even know that you need to improve. You just are going to keep living the same way. Exactly.
0: Through the self-awareness, you might realize that traffic is a trigger. Mm -hmm. Like anytime you hit traffic, you're like, oh my God, I'm just going to be late now. And everything falls apart. Somebody who is mentally tough is going to look at traffic and be like, oh, okay, cool. Sitting in traffic. Just an opportunity to sit here and reflect. I'm going to turn on the radio. I'm going to listen to a symphony.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That actually just triggered kind of two things in my mind that I, I know I'm weak in. These are like moments where I feel like all character development goes out the window and I'm a completely different different person. Do you care to share? I do. Uh, the first one would be like, you know, somebody riding your butt in traffic. I think I'm getting better at that one. I think I'm growing in that. Okay. The area I'm not growing in at all is speaking to customer service on the phone. Um, you know, waiting on the phone for like 30 plus minutes oh. and then they get on there and, you know, they're not helping you at all. Um to me they just become inhuman entities at that point that subhuman I should say and um I, I know that's an area of weakness for me because I, I, I get I just get so angry so fast.
0: I look at my past at times and think to myself, wow, I can't believe I reacted like that. Um I'm also reading a book right now called Always Be the Buyer. One that I would suggest, especially for any uh, business owners. Mm -hmm. So always be the buyer. And they say in the book that you should go back and you should should relive all of your past experiences, especially the ones that you found particularly hard. And you should write down or figure out what is the lesson that you're learning from that difficult time in your life. But to your point about people on, on the phone for telemarketers, to this day, Rachel says... The only time that she has ever truly seen me angry was on the phone with a Verizon uh, customer service rep. Yeah, it's hard. And when I think about it, that's probably the only time Rachel has ever seen me truly angry. That's good. That's good. I scared the crap out of her. I mean, I yelled. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not proud of it. I yelled at that person. So I often use this as a reflection. To see sure. where it was versus... Where and I if you know that ahead. about
1: yourself, you know, before you make the call, you can kind of have a strategy going into it. Being like, you know, I'm only going to let myself get to this level and then yep. maybe hang up or deal with it again later or yep. just forget about it completely.
0: <laughs> All right. So that's your homework assignment. This episode was more meant more as just an introduction of where we're going and to get you guys to start thinking about self-awareness um, in hopes that when we come on here next... And we start talking about values and using other people in order to help you find your values because you've already made this list of people that you respect and that you're using to help evaluate your thoughts and emotions. And because you're always de- already developing the self-awareness, we can take that next step. Finishing with a quote. The quote is from Abraham Maslow. Adam.
1: I have no clue who that is.
0: Are you serious? Oh, wait. Maslow... Sorry, sorry, maybe... Mavlov? Maslov. Maslov. Yeah, sorry, I wrote it as Maslov. A- Abraham Maslov.
1: Maslov. Maslov. Is that a psychologist or a mathematician?
0: We did a whole episode on this. Maslov's hierarchy of, of needs. needs. Oh. I never knew his first name. Well, I didn't either, but I saw the last name psychologist. and then I looked him up. Yeah, he's a psychologist. You sure it's the same guy,
1: though? It is. I, I looked it up and it was It wasn't his guy. brother, Ibrahim, that did the... <laughs>
0: Abraham and Abraham. (laughs) No, all right. He said, quote, what is necessary to change a person is to change his awareness of himself. Nice. End quote. Okay, guys, stay tuned. We got more juicy stuff to come to you in the very near future. Adam, thanks for coming on and joining me again today. You're welcome. I hope we can get on here for the next episode. That would be great. That would be great. Okay, talk to you guys soon. Bye.